This is how we want to make things better. This is how we want to change things and change the way that the shelter and our organization is viewed in Kansas City as really being a community resource. And so we've, we've always done the shelter piece of it. Now, what can we do out in the community to help the pets that are living here in Kansas City? I'm Phil Hatterman, and this is Dog Words, presented by Rosie Fund. Today, we welcome Tori Fugate, Chief Communications Officer of KC Pet Project, to discuss the new Human Animal Support Services pilot program. If you're new to this podcast, in each episode, we explore the world of dog care and companionship. We save each other is the motto of Rosie Fund, which simply means the more we do for dogs, the more they do for us, and they already do a lot. If you love dogs, you'll love Dog Words. We welcome your comments, questions, and suggestions. Go to the podcast page at rosiefund.org to share your thoughts. We're still looking for dog rescue groups that would like the free publicity of being interviewed on Dog Words. We've reached out to organizations, and it turns out many of them are very shy. Ask any guest we've had on Dog Words, and they'll tell you I'm a kind and thoughtful host, or something like that. Regardless, we're here to help you get the word out, so contact us at rosiefund.org. Please follow Rosie Fund on social media, especially the free Rosie Fund YouTube channel that offers great videos of Rosie, Peaches, and Shelter Dogs, including some exclusive content. Check out the videos we posted of last week's guest, Karen Miller, working her sheep with her Border Collies, Josie and Greg. We're inching closer to our subscriber goal that will give us the Rosie Fund URL on YouTube. If you don't know what that means, trust us that it will greatly help with exposure of Rosie Fund, which ultimately allows us to help more dogs. Just subscribe. It's free, and you will not be inundated with notifications from the channel. Please comment on the videos. That feeds the algorithm that helps Rosie Fund show up in people's feeds and searches. The mission of Rosie Fund is to help humans with the resources and education they need to give senior and harder-to-adopt dogs a better life. We thank you for joining our mission. Here's a quick reminder before our interview with Tori that the Wires Underground Concert Series will resume this fall. If you live in the Kansas City area and would like to host a small and socially distant outdoor concert in your backyard or on your porch, please contact them at thewiresduo at gmail.com. T-H-E-W-I-R-E-S-D-U-O at gmail.com. They've been working on writing new material and would love the opportunity to play for you and your friends. If you don't know who the Wires are, that's the music you're listening to right now. Today on Dog Words, we're so excited to welcome Tori Fugate, the Chief Communications Officer of KC Pet Project. Welcome, Tori. Thank you for having me. We've interacted, not on the podcast, many times simply because you're with KC Pet Project and Dawn and I loved KC Pet Project and that's where we got Rosie for whom Rosie Fund is named and where we got Peaches who is the current ambassador for Rosie Fund. So we love KC Pet Project. How did you come to KC Pet Project? Well, first of all, thank you for all that you and Don do for our animals and for Peaches and Rosie and all the other animals that you that you both help and um, and just very much appreciated. So um, I started here over eight years ago as the 
donor engagement and community events coordinator for KC Pet Project. And it's funny because I basically had the same job for the past eight years when my titles changed a few times. So I started off doing both marketing and development here at the shelter. And now, thankfully, I just do the marketing piece of it. So all the social media... PR, marketing, all of that uh, website falls under me. And then I also oversee our retail area here at the campus and our roastery coffee shop is under, under my charge as well. I would like to point out to people that you don't have to be working or volunteering at KC Pet Project to use the roastery coffee shop here on the south edge of Swope Park. There aren't a lot of, it's a coffee shop desert. I'll it put is. put it that way. It is. So coffee shop and... Uh, I golf at uh, Heart of America here frequently, and it's nice to pick up something before or after a round of golf. So a little plug for the roastery because some of their revenue goes to help KC Pet Project Absolutely. from this location. So Absolutely. patronize that roastery location and any other roastery location. There's a lot of exciting things going on at KC Pet Project always, but one of the latest initiatives is Haas. Tell us what Haas is. It has nothing to do with avocados. It doesn't. People get excited. It's like, oh, I can adopt a dog or I can volunteer and I can get a bag of fresh avocados. Yes. <laughs> I, yeah, it's the uh, yeah the avocado project. Haas stands for Human Animal Support Services, and it is a national actually international pilot program that Casey Pet Project is participating in. And so we are one of, I believe it's now eighteen tier one pilot shelters. They've added a few more in the past week that are across the country. And we are going to be implementing a lot of new programming and just sort of reimagining the way that sheltering is done and has been done for the last 100 years or so. And putting new programs in place to empower the community to be a part of the work that we're doing and giving them the tools that they need to help animals in their various communities throughout the United States. So we have shelters like Cabot, Arkansas, that is a relatively small shelter Mm -hmm. compared to ours. And then we have, you know, our mid-sized shelters that are, you know, between five and 10,000 animals a year. Then we have, you know, LA County and Dallas Animal Services that are taking in 30,000 plus pets a year the HRA out in Washington, D.C., the Washington, D.C. shelter, Atlanta, just shelters from across the country. And we're going to be putting all of these really cool initiatives in place to um, empower our communities. Casey Pet Project already was sort of the next step in the evolution of a municipality shelter being a no-kill shelter and then having this wonderful animal campus that is so much more than just a warehouse of animals for someone to come pick up or for animal control to drop off. Briefly give a little background of what KC Pet Project already was before Haas. So we are a public, private, municipal shelter for the city of Kansas City, Missouri. And so what that means is that we provide a municipal service, but we're a private nonprofit. And so we are the Kansas City, Missouri Animal Shelter. So all of the pets for Kansas City come to us and um, that stray owned open admission shelter and right now we're taking in 30 to 50 animals a day. So that's a lot of animals for a shelter our size and a city our size. And then we are going to be taking on animal control services as well for Kansas City, Missouri, which we can talk about more <laughs> a, little, a little bit. But it's a really unique situation because you either see shelters that are ran by, you know, city or county employees or you see private shelters. So like here in town, for instance, Great Plains um, and Wayside Waves are both private shelters. They have some contracts um, that they help with, but 
you don't really see in a lot of shelters in cities our size where it's a private group that runs a city shelter. Mm -hmm. There's just a few others, but um, we, you know, the city took a chance on us eight years ago and we were a unknown group. We were brand new. I was doing the math when you said you'd been with KC Pet Project for eight years. It's like, there's only been a KC Pet Project for about eight years. years. So you were in on the ground floor. I came in in March. So we started January one and I was here on March 30th as the first marketing person uh, to come in and and work here. So um, we had a team of about 23 people at that time. We now have 123 people. So we have been actively growing. We now have 13 locations in the metro area where you can adopt a KC Pet Project pet. We are actively growing our foster program as part of Haas and just what we have learned during the COVID-19 era of, um, you know, the community is how they're able to really support our shelter um, and foster our pets. And so part of Haas is being a foster centric organization. And so we're going to be developing a lot of new opportunities for people to foster for us. Could you talk more about why it's so important to have that foster component of KC Pet Project or any shelter? So when coronavirus really started back in March, we didn't know what was going to happen. As an industry, we were talking on a weekly basis on a national level about what would happen if all of our, if we were just inundated with pets from COVID positive homes, if we would start seeing, you know, just so many more animals coming to the shelter. So the first thing that we all and you thought don't know of, how many out animals are going to go out the door. Are people right. going to come adopt in that environment? Or are they just going to shelter at home? Yes. And so, or, you know, we didn't know a lot about how COVID impacted pets. So were we going to get a bunch mm-hmm. of pets that were COVID positive that were coming in our shelter? We were just, everybody was learning at the same time. We now know that you cannot get coronavirus from your animals just the first thing that we all thought of was we need to empty out our shelters. And so across the country, everybody was saying, you know, let's adopt pets out. Let's get them into foster homes as fast as we can. And within a two week period, we had adopted out more than 400 pets and we had sent every single one of our available animals into foster homes. We had zero available pets for adoption here at the campus. If somebody wanted to meet an animal, they had to go through the foster. So then our whole shift came from, we built this beautiful brand new shelter that we want everybody to come and mm-hmm. see and be a part of and come adopt and hang out and grab a coffee to nobody's allowed in the building. If you want to adopt a pet, you got to email this email. We allocated staff to basically customer service to the foster program to help get all of these animals into forever homes. And the need of people wanting to adopt pets was so high. We would put an animal up available for adoption and within two hours we'd have 50 emails of people wanting to adopt that pet. We had 900 families that signed up to foster for us during this time. And so just the demand was there. And what we saw across the country was that the demand to help the shelters is in the community in a way that we never had anticipated before. And that's how Haas was born. So human animal support services came into play because of the fact that we saw our community was ready to help support the shelters. So now we're going to help them get the tools that they need to be able to help the pets out in the community as much as we're helping the pets that are here in our shelter. We've had many different Casey Pet Project foster volunteers on the podcast. Mm -hmm. We've had people who do hospice foster, puppy foster, long-term foster. There's a niche for whatever type of foster you want to do that I can only take a dog for a week or two, or I'll take a dog as long as it needs to be in a home. I don't think a lot of people are aware of the foster opportunities that people want a dog, but not everyone can have a dog long term because of their job or their family situation. 
fostering is not only something that gives you exposure to a dog, but helps out KC Pet Project and the community. So I think it's great that one of the silver linings of COVID-19 is opening people's eyes to that. And then something like Haas that's going to help capitalize on that awareness. How do we capitalize on that awareness? Right. And so, I mean, for an organization like ours, last year we sent out 2,000 animals into foster homes. So we were already at a huge number of animals that were leaving the building. And when you think about, you know, all the kittens that are going into homes or the adult dogs that need to go into into foster homes, that just frees up space here at the shelter. So when we're getting 1,000 animals in in July and August, like we are, that gives us more capacity here at the shelter to be able to help animals find homes faster. Plus it helps those animals, like, you know, number one questions that we get when people come in to adopt, does it get along well with other pets and does it get along well with like kids and other Mm -hmm. family members? Well, if a pet comes in off the street, we know nothing about that animal. So we're doing our best to find out as much as we can, but it's until they go to a home or until they get out of the shelter environment that we're truly able to see their personality. So even like dog day outs are so effective because it gets the animal out of the stress of the shelter. Even a shelter as nice as this is still going to be highly stressful on an animal. And so as soon as they get out and just go relax and go for a long walk, go in a car ride to go get a pup cup, whatever that activity is, we're finding out so much more information about that animal than we would here. And so we can make more appropriate matches for people that are coming in and want to adopt a pet. We also do play groups here every day. So that's how we find out a lot about how they get along well with other dogs and things like that. But you mentioned there's so many opportunities. We're also looking into potential emergency sort of temporary boarding and fostering for pets. So think of how many people are at risk of evictions or financial hardships right now because of just the economy and and the way everything is going right now. We don't want people to have to give up their beloved pet for financial hardships or anything like that. Um, It's just another, like, I can't imagine going through an eviction and how stressful and heartbreaking that is to go through that. And then at the same time, you're having to give up your pet that you Mm -hmm. love. So as part of the Haas project, you know, we're looking at what it can mean to just provide temporary foster for someone so that they can either find a family member or a friend to take the animal temporarily while they look for housing or just give them more opportunity to find a place that they can live with their pet. Um, We see a lot of pets that are brought here because of landlord disputes or weight restrictions in apartments and breed restrictions, which is just crazy to me that there's still breed restrictions out there. We've had a couple interviews with, uh, the Barnetts, uh, Katie Barnett, and then Anthony Barnett was with Katie, and then uh, we did a follow-up interview with Anthony to talk about breed-specific legislation. Part of it is landlords who are beholden to insurance underwriters Mm -hmm. who don't really drill down on the numbers. They just do whatever the easiest thing is, and, okay, we can say we don't cover that, and then we don't have to worry about it, Mm -hmm. instead of what is the reality, what risks are genuine with dogs. And then also just the willful, I want to be careful how I phrase this, but the willful prejudice towards people, animals, the human-animal bond Mm -hmm. that restricts where a person can live. Mm -hmm. Because when you restrict where a dog can live, what you're actually doing is restricting where a family that has a relationship with that dog can live. Yeah, it's highly discriminatory. So, I mean... We just see so many pets that are coming in, and we saw a man that had to give up his pet because it was six pounds over the weight limit the other day. It's just like, are are you kidding me? Like, he has to Mm -hmm. give up his beloved pet because of this reason. And 
whenever I see apartments that are like no aggressive breeds, I'm like, what does that even Mm -hmm. mean? Um, So it's just, it's very frustrating. And the human animal bond is so strong. And the Haas model really focuses on that. So it's not just looking at the pets that are in the shelter already. Like we want to be the hub of where all the animal activity happens in Kansas City. But what we're wanting to do is you found a stray pet out on the street that's roaming. We want to give you the tools to be able to help that pet get back home. We're really focused on data on this project. And what we're finding in cities, not just Kansas City, but all over, is when a pet gets lost, typically they're within half a mile of their house. So it's just offering even suggestions and resources for people. You found a dog that's roaming loose. Walk around the neighborhood. See if anybody knows who the animal belongs to. Post on next door. Post on Facebook. That way the animal doesn't have to come to the shelter. The pet owner may not know to even come here and look at the shelter. And we have a five-day stray hold period. So they have five days to, to find their animal and come here and get it. And then there's fees to pay that are city-mandated fees mm-hmm. set by ordinances for people to get their pets out. And so what this and does... And then that dog is also taking up a kennel right. in the shelter. Yeah. And when there's ha- dogs that need that more. Absolutely. So it's just there's things that we know we can do to help people just feel empowered that they can help the pets out in the community and that we can give our community the tools that they need to properly care for animals out in the community. With Hass, is there involvement that a volunteer can have? Because you can volunteer to walk dogs. You can mm-hmm. volunteer to clean kennels. You can volunteer to socialize cats. There's different things you can do, or you can be a Jack and Jill of all trades. Is there someone who wants to focus on Hass when they say, oh, this is something I care about. What can they do? Yes. So as part of Human Animal Support Services, there are going to be new volunteer opportunities. The goal is to have volunteer opportunities within every element of Haas, whether it's being a street team to get out information about like a clinic or something like that, that we have coming up. We're also looking at like coalitions of how all of our groups can work together. And because we have resources and like, you know, Pet Resource Center of Kansas City has Mm -hmm. their resources, how we can pull those together to make a bigger impact. And so for volunteers, absolutely helping lost pets get back home is going to be a huge emphasis, keeping pets together with their families, offering community resources. We have our new Keep Them Together KC program that really helps strengthen that human-animal bond, um, and we're developing all new volunteer opportunities for that. So even if you don't want to come and walk dogs uh, or pet cats, there's going to be a lot of great opportunities to just help us on the ground as we're developing these programs. And really a lot of these are going to come over the next year. For some shelters that are part of the Haas model, they're already doing everything that is in the model. It's just expanding on those services. For us, we have a lot going on right now with animal control and that contract. And so that's going to be a huge emphasis for us as part of this model is really developing a new new way of looking at animal control services for Kansas City. And we want to do this right. And we have a really unique opportunity that barely any other organization across the country has is starting out. This is how we want to make things better. This is how we want to change things and change the way that the shelter and our organization is viewed in Kansas City as really being a community resource. And so we've we've always done the shelter piece of it. Now, what can we do out in the community to help the pets that are living here in Kansas City? That's so exciting. And just the way it changes the mindset about what a shelter is. Mm-hmm. And I know you feel the same way, that it just breaks your heart that there's some places that are called a shelter 
where when an animal goes in, it doesn't come out. And it's great that Kansas City is not one of those places and that it truly is sheltering. It's not a pound anymore. (laughs) Yes. That's so exciting. And that we made this great change and didn't stop there, that we're continuing to move forward with how can we continue to help our community? Because again, when you help the dogs that rely on us for food, shelter, and an emotional connection, Mm -hmm. you're helping the community. Absolutely. And what we're going to be doing over the next few months is sitting down with community leaders, with neighborhoods all over Kansas City, and asking, what can we do? What resources are needed? We see a lot of stray animals in certain areas uh, all over Kansas City, Missouri. We're going to be meeting in those target areas and saying, okay, so what are the issues that you're seeing? How can we be a great partner to you in the community, and how can we help empower the residents that are living in these areas. And we really want this to be a collaborative effort and offering education when needed, offering resources when needed. You have a pet that keeps getting out over and over again. Let's take a look at why that could be. Mm-hmm. Is it getting out the front door? Is it getting out of a fence? Can we help fix that yeah. fence? Yeah, if you can't afford to fix the fence, well, what can we do? Is mm-hmm. there a volunteer? I don't know if you're familiar with Mike Rose Returning the Favor Facebook program. Oh, no. Oh, It's wonderful. So what his crew does, and they've had to sort of revamp their model over the last few months, is they find a small volunteer organization, and sometimes it's a single person. Like one of them was a teenage boy who learned how to make soap, Mm -hmm. and then he started selling the soap for charity. Mm -hmm. Of course, he's making the soap out of his mom's kitchen. Mm -hmm. They go in with their film crew and pretend we're doing a documentary on whatever they can to justify their presence there. And then after they get a bunch of footage and stuff, then they bring in Mike Rowe and they just say, we're going to bring in the host of the show to meet you. And it's Mike Rowe. And sometimes the person knows who Mike Rowe is and sometimes Mm -hmm. they don't. And maybe some of our listeners to this podcast don't know who Mike (laughs) Rowe is, but he acts like, Oh, I'm just getting to know you. So we have some rapport on camera and things. And then at the end of the day, they surprise them. And with the soap kid, They had paid rent for like a year or two on a storefront and furnished it, and all the supplies he needed to make soap and the retail software and everything so he could do that. That's amazing. But one of the pay it forwards is an organization that builds fences for people Mm -hmm. who have dogs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. They just have either neighbors will nominate or someone driving through will say, This dog is always loose. And pretty much every time they check with the owner, it's not that they are intentionally irresponsible. It's just, oh, my dog gets out. I, we've been looking at fence. We can't afford a fence. It's like, okay, well, what day works for you for us to bring in a crew and give you a fence in a doghouse? Yeah, house? I mean, sky's the limit of the opportunities here. And so ideas like that, yeah. somebody in Kansas City, without expense burdened on KC Pet Project, but KC mm-hmm. Pet Project being sort of the clearinghouse for... Who needs this? Who can provide it? And how can we keep animals at home instead of just complaining that this dog in the neighborhood's running loose all the time? Yeah. It's like, well, how can we be good neighbors and help this family help this dog? Absolutely. And, you know, working with companies and organizations and other nonprofits and law enforcement, that's already a huge piece of what we're going to focus on. It's like all the people that are responsible for public safety here in Kansas City, how can we all work together? Public safety is a huge piece of of animal control services. And so how can we make this a safer community as well? 
But yeah, there's just so many, so many really unique opportunities. And so we'll start that process. September 1 will be a transition period when we work alongside current animal control officers for the city. And then December 1 is the day that we officially take on animal control services for the city. It will be branded Animal Services Division of Casey Pet Project. And we will have officers that are really embedded in the communities that they serve. So you know, we want to hire directly. We're going to be doing hiring sessions with different groups all over town to find officers within the neighborhoods that they live in. We want everybody to know those officers as the resource that they can go to if there's pet related questions or issues that they're seeing and they they're know here who to, to help. call. They're yeah. not here to take your dog away. Right. They're here to help. They're here to help. They're here to offer solutions, resources if needed. And of course, if, you know, citations and things like that, if it's a situation where the animal does need to be taken out of the home, um, you know, we would, of course, look into that. And then really taking a look at, we see a lot of animal cruelty in Kansas City, Missouri, Mm -hmm. and we're still seeing a lot of neglect and how can we either offer resources for people that if they're, if it's needed, if we see an animal that is you know, needing food or medicine, things like that, that we can offer those resources to people and talk about, you know, educational opportunities, things like that, but really taking cruelty seriously in Kansas City. And when we see these terrible things that are done to animals, investigating those thoroughly, working with local law enforcement if necessary, and then prosecuting if it gets to that point. And so we take that very, very seriously in Kansas City. And that's something that we need to absolutely address because we see far too much of it, unfortunately. The dogs and cats and various other animals that are surprising that people even have as pets. 300 rats. Yeah. That, <laughs> Earlier this that are That are uh, become residents of KC Pet Project. There's cases that just break your heart. Mm-hmm. Yet, and I always focus on the dogs, the way they bounce back mm-hmm. almost makes it even more heartbreaking because it wasn't a bad dog. No dog deserves to be mistreated. But the fact that they still trust humans, Mm -hmm. and some of them are very selective on which humans they'll trust after being mistreated, but the way they respond is a lesson to us in forgiveness and being mindful and present and just moving ahead. But anything we can do to help those dogs, change those environments, and as you said, prosecute when necessary to keep someone from doing that again to any other animal. Just one of the many things that KC Pet Project does. We've talked a lot about Hass and some of the general things that uh, are provided by KC Pet Project. Anything else about KC Pet Project that you think the average listener might not know when they just think of KC Pet Project as Kansas City's animal shelter? Well, of course, being a nonprofit, I always have to mention that, you know, we couldn't do this without our community. So, of course, we are a city service, so we do get funds from taxpayers of Kansas City, Missouri that provide the city services of, you know, keeping animals sheltered and safe and things like that. But we really couldn't do the work, the life-saving work that we're doing here and the progressive work that we're doing without our community. So there's so many great ways to get involved with our organization. If people are wanting to help, of course, donations are always great greatly appreciated. We have 
several now Amazon wish lists, varies by uh, departments. We're going to have a whole community services Amazon wish list soon of being able to provide things like collars, leashes, food to people out in the community that need those resources. We also have our Friends of Casey Pet Project group, which is a professionals group of people. And you sign up as a monthly donation and you get to be involved in this really, really awesome group of people that are helping helping out our shelter pets. They had so many fun events that were planned for 2020. There was supposed to be one yesterday. And unfortunately, of course, you know, those have been put on, on hold. But we typically do a lot of events. Um, we have our Catterday event that's coming up and people can buy uh, a Catterday at home kit. It's a Catterday house party kit. Mentito's Vodka is a huge and Boulevard are, are big sponsors of that. And it's basically we give you a party in a box and you get to go home and watch a live feed of cats that we're going to provide and drink Tito's cocktails. It's going to be great. We're trying to be really creative with the way that people can still support us and support the pets here at our shelter because we're still getting, you know, a thousand animals every 30 days in right now. We simply cannot do the work that we're doing without the community. So if people want to get involved, they can go on our website at caseypetproject.org. That link will be in the description. Perfect. And find out all the information there. So we've been trying to add a lot of new resources to our website and just information for people that need it. If they find a kitten or something like that, that's now all on our website. But if people want to sign up to foster, there's going to be so many fostering opportunities coming up soon. So we would love to get people involved. And then, of course, follow us on social media. I am of the opinion that we have a really awesome social media pages. And so it's really fun to follow along on Facebook and Instagram and see. So follow Rosie Fun, follow KC Pet Project. You can do both. Absolutely. And I don't think everyone realizes how helpful it is not only to have followers, but to share and repost things that come up in your feed. So don't just look at a picture or a video on Casey Pet Project's Facebook page or Rosie Funds and think, oh, that's cute or that's sweet. I'm going to show that to my wife or kids or whatever later. Mm -hmm. Repost, share it. That's what makes it go viral. And if it's an animal that's looking for its forever home, you sharing it might give it exposure to the one person that that animal needs to be with. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what, I mean, people always ask, it's like, how have you found homes for so many pets? I'm like, well, social media has had a huge part of it. So just sharing the pets that are looking for homes. We also have a lost and found page and that gets a lot of traction as well, where people can post all the animals that come in as strays, trying to get them home faster. It's amazing how many animals we have that come in with no microchip information, no tags, nothing. And it makes it that much harder to get them back home. So That's why social media is such a great tool. It's helping not only the lost pets that are coming into the shelter, but helping the animals that are looking for homes uh, get new homes, which is is exciting. So follow on Facebook and Instagram. Those links will also be in the description. I'll put in a quick plug for the KC Pet Project app. Yes. That offers a variety of resources, but it's a real easy way to look through the available pets Mm -hmm. and what location they're at and... We also have and, a great, and easy to share if you find a pet that, oh, I know someone who's looking for that kind of dog, share it right from the app. Absolutely. And we have a, an amazing feature called a pet alert uh, system where people can sign up. So if, for instance, if your heart is set, you know you want a female Yorkie whenever it comes to the shelter, but you want to know when it comes in, you can sign up to get email alerts for whenever that female Yorkie becomes available at our shelter and then race with everybody else to get up yeah. here to get it. Yeah, I encourage you if you do have some sort of filter for what pet you want, Mm -hmm. use that because I can't tell you how many times I've been volunteering at the shelter and someone will come in and say, 
we've been looking for a, mm -hmm. and we just adopted one out yesterday. Yes. You can also sign, I mean, if, if your heart's set on adopting a chicken, you can get a pet alert to sign up whenever a chicken becomes available or a guinea pig or a goat or anything like that. No matter what type of pet, you can sign up to get that email alert. And whenever they're made available for adoption. So it's a, we have currently around 12,000 people who have signed up for pet alerts in the Kansas City area. So it's a lot. It's very popular. <laughs> Tori, thank you so much for all the work you do with KC Pet Project and for taking time out of your day to talk to our listeners. And we look forward to talking to you again as Hass evolves and other new initiatives come to KC Pet Project that we can update our listeners. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm Phil Hatterman, and you've been listening to Dog Words, presented by Rosie Fund. Thank you to Tori Fugate of KC Pet Project for joining us today. Please check out the links for KC Pet Project's website and their social media in the description of this episode. I've also included a link to Mike Rose returning the favor Facebook page. If you don't think there's anything worth watching on television, this will prove you wrong. Or it will if you're on Facebook. And, of course, a big thank you to Alternative String Duo The Wires, featuring cellist Sasha Groshong and violinist Laurel Morgan Parks, for playing the wonderful music you've heard on today's and previous episodes of Dog Words. Learn more about The Wires at thewires.info and download their music on iTunes. Also, check out fiddlelife.com and learn to play the fiddle and cello fiddle online from Laurel and Sasha, even if you've never played before. Remember, The Wires Underground Concert Series will resume this fall. If you live in the Kansas City area and would like to host a small and socially distant outdoor concert in your backyard or on your porch, please contact them at thewiresduo at gmail.com. Be sure to catch the next episode of Dog Words. Jesse Shoyer returns to tell the harrowing story of a parvo puppy. As always, please download, subscribe, rate, and share Dog Words. This helps us with sponsorships, then Rosie Fund can help more dogs. Support Rosie Fund by following us on social media, and please subscribe to the free Rosie Fund YouTube channel. Send us comments, questions, and suggestions at rosiefund.org, and let us know if you would like to be a sponsor of the Dog Words podcast, or if you are a dog rescue group that would like to be a guest on Dog Words. Thank you for listening, and remember, we save each other. Mm -hmm.